0: I just wanna feel myself You want me to kill myself Man I've been on my own Lord, I'ma need some help I just wanna feel myself You want me to kill myself Man I've been so damn long Dealing with the things I feel Suicidal thoughts, call it gurgle pain So who seats
1: like a bloody stain nice uh i'm not gonna lie to you though i don't know if this is going to be uh video or not i haven't played around with the video aspect of um of spotify yet but this might be this might be one of those times where i'm gonna have to
0: listen i mean these are
1: two handsome gentlemen. That I mean, listen, you said it, not me. <laughs> one time that you're going to want to try it
0: out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I'm, I'm, I can't believe this is actually happening. And I know that sounds so random, but like, you're finally on the podcast, man. It's been a long time coming.
0: Um, Shouldn't should we shout out our sponsors first?
1: Oh, yes, that's right. Um, For those of you who are wondering, we do have a sponsor for this uh, episode. We are sponsored by Hennessy in this episode.
0: never, Never settle.
1: Never settle. We're sponsored by Hennessy. No, not really. But um, if you guys know me and uh, Mr. Nuck over here, you know that we love some hen dog. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's, uh, that's one thing, for sure.
1: So what's been going on, my man? What have you been up to? You no,
0: know, living life.
1: Yeah? What does that mean?
0: Living
1: like Larry. You know, living like Larry. <laughs> living like Larry. How you doing? Your, uh, your cat. I was playing around with your cat while you were gone because... She came across the keyboard.
0: As you know, I, I, I try to give you you know. I
1: know I was I was uh, but I was excited about it. I love uh, I love. Well, I don't love cats. I'm not gonna lie straight to your face. No, I don't it, love cats, but, but I like some cats.
0: She's personality for sure. What's her name? Penny. 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 That's a cute ass name. She's, uh, yeah, she's-, she's right there. <laughs> What um, a creep! Look at it! Like, look at her being a creep!
1: <laughs> I and love that. You know. That. You know. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Today has been just full of content. Whoa. Oh shit, that was insane, bro. Whoa. Yo, Penny is a savage. For those of you who, right. who-
0: if, if if this does get get on the camera, <laughs> I do have methods. You know, you gotta.
1: Ah, okay. Yes. Yeah. Is that, a, is that negative reinforcement?
0: Yes, you know. Listen, the, the voice doesn't work. The voice registers. I see it in the tail. When you give her a hey, the tail gets a little, you know? She knows she hears you, but she's not there. She don't
1: give a fuck. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, What was I going to say? Damn it, I forgot. Uh, Oh, yeah, today? Yo, so I, I started uh, I started with Con Edison.
0: Sorry, by, by the way, do you have a beverage.
1: Uh I have some water.
0: All right.
1: Listen, listen, we have to st- we have to hydrate first and then you st- and then you get a little frisky. G0. Zero. G0. Zero. Okay, so you know how to do it right. Yes, yes. G also, zero.
0: the 0 means Tito's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um yeah man, this week has been crazy, bro. I know you didn't I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to start anyway. I don't even care. Uh of course. God I'm dying already. Um Yeah, so I started the new job this week and uh it's, it's exciting, man. It's really fucking exciting. Uh I'm not gonna lie though, I sat on my ass the first the whole entire week because I was in orientation. So I literally got paid to sit on my ass for three days. It was great, but you know, I just want to get out there. I want to start, you know, working with my hands and stuff. So um this week I got training
0: got to look back and be like, was I really that upset with being paid to sit on my ass with
1: you? I don't know, bro. I've been paid, respectfully, I've been paid to sit on my ass for the past, like, six months and I fucking hated it at my old job. There was nothing to do for the last, like, six months. It was sucked, but, um, yo, just, yeah, I, today has been crazy, filled with content and stuff. I've just been, because I don't know what my schedule is going to be looking like, so, I did um, a, a YouTube video today, and then I wrote another script for another YouTube video, and then I just got off of another podcast episode that I was doing with my other friend Ryan um, at, what time did I get off? About 9.40, I got off with him. Right now, you're, like, texting, huh?
0: you're, jumping, you're jumping from pod
1: to pod right now? I, I'm whoring out on this podcast. Well, I mean, it is my own podcast, but I'm, I'm just whoring out to everyone right now. But um. Yeah, bro, I went from having uh no, I wouldn't say no guests, but like, I really like having my friends on now I've noticed because like, I was like, really like pressing for guests. And like people that I, I feel like I don't know if this might be true. But this is how I feel. I'd rather listen to just two people have a conversation that know each other than like, me trying to interview someone that like I, I don't really know because it sound kinda sounds like awkward. But, like we just jump straight into conversation. You know, and, you know what I mean? I feel like that mm-hmm. that's that much better. I like that. But I don't know. I enjoy I enjoyed having Ryan on. That episode will probably out probably be out before this one because I'm gonna try and scatter them throughout the week. So uh yeah, this one will probably be out like Wednesday.
0: Listen, when, Wednesday I'm gonna be internet star like yeah, you, you um, are I gonna meet a, an internet
1: star. come up to, to my man uh twisty p twisty p yo listen i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna hype you up right now i gotta go to my just bear with me for a minute i gotta go to my analytics but um i'm pretty sure the episode that me and matthew named way back in the day jolly old saint nuck is like thinking.
0: Yes, I remember. John. Yeah,
1: dude that that episode is like the sixth highest ranked episode that we have, or something like that. So I'm saying you have high expectation. I have
0: one explanation
1: for that. Cloud. Wow. <laughs> Cloud Cobain.
0: Black thereof, Black thereof.
1: Oh man, no, no, but I, I remember, yo, I remember. I don't know how this stuff works, honestly like the way that you like get people to watch or like listen to your shit because i remember we used to name it like the most stupid stuff like we have we have a, an episode called plug walk we have like an episode called like way back in the day like yeah bro and it had nothing to do with anything but those were like the highest like the highest the grossing episodes
0: we had throughout the whole pod one joke that you dropped in and he said hey yeah
1: probably honestly and i just and i literally just said clout cobain so this fucking episode is going to be called clout cobain for some reason so listen happy to
0: be on the pod i know man I'm I'm, I'm
1: I'm excited i'm excited wow. to finally have you on i feel like i've been jerking you off uh wow that was not the that was not the term that i wanted to use i'm just going to use it anyway i feel like i've been jerking your chain i wanted to say um just keep saying that, yeah, yo, I want you on the pod. And then like we've been talking about it for the past like month, month, months. We've been talking about it. and literally you texted me, bro, while I was on the golf course in Florida. I was like, Yeah, bro, I'm kinda living my best life right now.
0: <laughs> but we'll get it in. And look, look at us here now. And we
1: got it. Yeah. Yo, that you wanna hear some shit? That I I don't know if you saw I, I think I I think I snapped you my my update when I had to be at In my seat at Con Edison? Yes. At 7 a.m. Well, no one, I I haven't told it on this yet, but for those of you who don't know or didn't receive my snap, uh, I was in Florida. I took some time off in between my two jobs. Was in Florida. Was having a fantastic time. Great time. Saw gators, saw dolphins, caught a fish. I'm all about that wildlife life and uh yeah i was i was catching shit bro i was eating good i was it was just a great time even though even though we were in florida samantha and i when it was like the the coldest cold front they've ever had in the past like 15 years like i shit you not nick that it was fucking 30 degrees in florida when we were there
0: it was like new york it follows you everywhere you go (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think we brought the cold. Wet. Like her Samantha's grandmother was like, "Yeah, it never gets this cold down here." I was like, oh, "Of course, fucking." We brought it down with us, but we're never having a great time. And as you know, we were down there during the storm. But then JetBlue was having like really bad problems, like rescheduling everything, and they apparently had like COVID problems, like within their staff at JFK. So we were scheduled to fly back to New York at our flight was at six on Monday. And we were supposed to get back at like 8.30. So like, beautiful. Perfect. I have an entire day to plan out my first day of Con Edison. So I'm supposed to get back Monday night. I'll sleep in on Tuesday. Get all my clothes ready. Get all my papers ready that I have to bring. Wonderful. Have a nice day. So I get back from... We went on a fan boat at like, one, at like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. It was like the last thing that we were going to do. Real hick shit. You know what I'm saying? Like like real hot boy hick shit we were going to do. and um that's where i saw the gators i saw the baby gators that was cool as fuck um so
0: sighting? huh Bow sighting
1: nah no tebo sighting but there was a you know aaron hernandez all those guys over there nah I'm just they're fucking wild, with you might have
0: some wild dreams. They might, i hope they're not haunting you
1: down there nah nah i was chilling down there but um so you know we got off a fan boat we're driving back to The house to like pick up our shit, so we were going to drive back to the house. We were going to eat lunch and then leave for the airport. We were going to leave about three three thirty because from there, from Merritt Island to Orlando International was like forty five minutes. So we get a text. I have the text updates on my ticket. So I get a text at like one thirty that our flight was pushed back from six to eight thirty. So I was like, all right, fine. Like as long as I get in on like Monday night, even if it's late Monday night, I don't even care what time it is. So I was like, ah, whatever. We got pushed. We got pushed back. Oh, pardon me. Ah. And then this story is so tiring that I, I literally, I, I just yawn. But then I get another text like 20 minutes later saying that it was pushed back to 11:30. And then you're reaching some like, you're reaching some like murky territory when you talk about flights that go out that close to like midnight because then the airport, quote unquote, shuts down. You know what I'm saying? If flights don't go out. Flights just come in. So we get to the airport. We're like, fuck it. So we tried to get on another flight that was going to Newark. Uh, that didn't work. That fell through. So then we were like, fuck it. Let's risk it. Let's go to the airport. We go to the airport. We're sitting there. Go through security, everything. Bag checked, everything. We Get there, and we're sitting we're sitting down. It's about, it's about 745. I get the email from JetBlue that our flight was canceled. No. Now canceled. Now completely canceled. No update on, hey, go to the help desk. They'll get you re- they'll they'll get you another scheduled flight. So we run over to the help desk. I'm thinking at this point, I'm already mentally prepared to drive. Like I told her, I was like, you have work. This was Monday night. She had work at twelve o'clock on Tuesday. So I said, Well, regardless, you're probably not gonna go to work. So we have another full day. Let's just I'm thinking to myself, let's just drive. Because then she had work on Wednesday too. And then that was my first day at Con Edison. So I had to be there. Yeah, I can't like not. I can't like be like, yeah, I can't show up on my first day. Um, so she goes, you know, she goes to the help desk and she's like, yeah, what can you do for us? Refuse to help us, bro. They didn't even look at other flights for other airlines. They just didn't want their customers to like get home. They were like, it's JetBlue or nothing. And then I said, all right, well, maybe there's a flight coming out. JetBlue or die, JetBlue Jet or die, baby. And I was like, all right, maybe. Like, maybe there's a flight going out tomorrow morning. Cause, like, if it's going out at like 6 or 7 a.m., let's just fucking sleep in the airport and then we'll still get home like at like 11 or like 12. We'll still have most of the day. Nah, nothing, nothing until Friday, bro. Friday. So I was like, all right, definitely can't stay here. So as soon as I heard Friday, I picked up the bags. I said, Samantha, let's go, let's go rent a car and we're just going to drive. So she's like freaking out. I'm not, I, I don't know like what. What happened, but like I just wasn't worried at all. I was just like, yeah, we still got time. Cause in reality, like even if you drove, it's like a 21 hour drive, but like I still had like 40 hours. So I was like, all right, like I got plenty of time. Like
0: yeah.
1: I'm willing to drive like straight to LaGuardia to drop off the car and then go straight into the city with the clothes that I had on to go there for my first day. So I was just like chilling. I didn't even care. I was prepared, I was prepared bro. I, I, I didn't care. So we rent the car car was expensive car was almost a thousand dollars um yeah it was like 950 bro it was expensive i had to wait bro i waited at the carousel they said your bags are going to be at carousel four so okay no problem we get the rent-a-car i told samantha to sit in the car i'm gonna go get the bag i go back into the airport i'm sitting there and i'm like the the fucking baggage claim is not moving i'm like what the fuck? Are, I'm sitting there 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck is our bags? So she's calling me and she's just, like, are you like, are you all right? <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm waiting for the bags. So the woman comes out from the office after seeing me sit there and I guess overhearing me and she was like, Oh, all the bags for uh flight 1284 are over here. We didn't put them on the carousel. And I was just like, you, you didn't, fi- I've been sitting here, I've been sitting here like a horse's ass for 25 minutes and you didn't, you didn't tell me. So whatever, that was like a half hour of the trip that I'm never going to get back. So, you know, whatever we're, we're, we're driving. Um, we drove into South Carolina. So I drove for about four or five hours. It was like one in the morning and I was literally like seeing shit cross the road. And I was like, All right, I gotta get off. We got to get some sleep. Like I can't like drive anymore. So we get a hotel, whatever, you know, wake up at like seven get some breakfast, book it the hell out of there, uh, get home. Didn't really hit much traffic at all. About 20 minutes. We didn't even hit traffic getting back into the city. I hit like 20 minutes of traffic going through DC and that was, that was it. So it was, it was clutch that like, it didn't really match. Like the traffic didn't really match up with our schedule. Um, you know, drop the car off, whatever. Uh, I feel like there was something else that happened in between there. Oh, uh, wanted to get, because I drove, so the way that rent a cars work is that we got a two day rent a car. Hmm? Use Enterprise. Now nah, I used Alamo because they were kind of cheaper.
0: Are they like an airport there? They got there in the airport. Yeah. The
1: yeah. Okay. So I was like, whatever. Um, so we 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 got to we rented the car at like eight thirty on Monday night, and we got to the rent a car place at like 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 eight o'clock. So they give you a 25 hour window to like return the car if it's a one day rental. So I got a two day rental and it was like a thousand dollars. So I asked the guy, I was like, is there any way, I was like, this is inside the 25 hour window. So I was like, is there any way that I can get like the second half cut off of this bill and I could just pay like half of it? Cause like, no, that's, that's right. really not
0: saying, yeah.
1: Yeah, cause it's not fair. I mean, like, I mean, if he said no, I would have been like, all right, fuck it. Like I'm home. I'm safe. I'm going to get to work on time tomorrow. I'll just pay the thousand dollars. It didn't matter to me none because JetBlue was going to fucking pay for it anyway. So, you know, I was like, fuck you, JetBlue. But so, you know, the guy like closes out the account before I ask him. So I was like, so I go inside the the whip. They're like not understanding what we're saying. I'm just like, we brought the car back before 25 hours. I just want to pay half. Just tell me if I could pay half. And if not, I'll be on my merry way. And they were like, yeah, where's your receipt? And I was like, oh, I never received an email confirmation, but like, that's okay. And they were like, oh, uh, check this email address for us. And I was like, okay. So it was the wrong email address. And mind you, it has to be under my name because I'm 25 and Samantha's 24. So she can't rent a car. I can.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it like it had to be my email, had to be everything. So they said the email wrong. So I go, okay, let's just change it so we can recover the receipt. They go, uh no, you have to call Orlando International and get all the information like like redone. And I was like, okay. So at that point I was just so tired and so done. I was like, we'll just deal with it tomorrow. I was like I, I wasn't even mad. I was just like, let's just get home. I don't care. They could tell me that they're charging me three thousand dollars for this car. I just want to get home. I don't even care. So she deals with it like while I'm at work and she texts me, she was like Peter, did you read this fucking agreement? She was like, this woman got all of your information wrong. Like everything, like phone number, name. She spelled everything wrong. Like everything was just fucked. And I was like, no, because I was so like, and granted, like she got mad at me for that. And I kind of understand. But at the same time, like I'm not thinking about the agreement. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not thinking about reading the agreement. I want to get in the car as fast as possible and get home. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I wasn't even thinking. And she didn't even let me read the agreement, too. She gave me the part where you, like, initial all the lines. So she didn't even give me, like, anything to read over. So I'm just, like, I'm just. It's just,
0: like, initial here, sign here, date here. Yeah, like.
1: Yeah, there, there was no information on the paper that she gave me. So that that's why when I signed everything, I was like, okay, give me the keys. We're gone. So whatever. It was a huge pain in the ass. But we wound, We wound up did getting it for 450 instead of 1000 which is cool.
0: Oh, okay. All right. See. So you- so, but she negotiate your um your girlfriend negotiated
1: that? No, even better. We pulled out the big guns. My girlfriend's mom negotiated it.
0: Oh, okay. She yeah.
1: is so tough. Like, she's one of those people that is like, I, how do I say this diplomatically without making her sound like a monster? Because I'm not trying to. I'm trying to say that like, if she's you give her one of those
0: people that you that would be a great lawyer.
1: Yes, yes. You give her an inch, bro, she will take an absolute mile and take all of your money with it. Like whatever you're offering, she wants like double. And she usually gets it because she's so like tough and stern. So like we brought the big guns out. And I think
0: it's emotional disturbance. And now actually you owe me money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, bro. She would just she like see like I'm I'm not saying that she's not nice. She's a wonderful woman and so is my girlfriend. They have that gene that they could like Something goes wrong at a restaurant, they have the courage to be like, okay, so like my, my entree was wrong. You're going to take that off the bill. Bro, like me, like that's my entree now, bro. Like I'm eating this. I'm not sending it back. <laughs> like-
0: have you ever seen the video of the dude that <laughs> eats his entire meal and goes, I'm not paying for this. I didn't like it. And she goes, but sir, you, you finished the whole plate." The whole <laughs> And he goes, Yeah, but but I didn't like it, so you could but I so I'm not gonna pay for it. And he goes he's on live and he goes, You see what she's doing to me? And she goes, Let's ask the audience, You think he should pay for it? <laughs> and it's so obvious that he should pay for it and you' trying <laughs> to argue out of
1: he broke clean when I say clean, there's bones on the plate, cleaned everything. He's like I didn't like it, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> I love, bro. I love when that happens. When I used to work at this convenience store by our house, like this one woman came back, like you know those lint chocolate bars, like the yeah. actual, like the big ones. She yeah. came back with um. Bite taken out. <laughs> no, bro. Like the like literally like five of the eight squares were gone, and she was like. And she was like, yeah, I don't like it. And she was like an older Greek woman. So she wasn't under, like, she came up to me, of course, and was like, oh, I want to return this. And I was like, okay, returns, I don't do it. returns, go over there. And I, I watched from afar, like, my manager, like, have an argument with this woman, saying like she was like, I didn't like it. I didn't want the ninety percent cocoa. I wanted the seventy. And he was like, Well, you ate fucking seventy percent of the candy bar. You might as well just finish it. And she was like, No, I want a refund. I want a free candy bar. And he was like, This is ridiculous. <laughs> you grabbed <laughs> like, the wrong one, man. Oh
0: man! man. We Walking and asked for it, and we handed it to you. You <laughs> grabbed it with the show ma'am.
1: Oh man, that's just, oh, it's just fantastic. But yeah, that's my, uh, that was it. And then my week was pretty good. And, you know, I, I fucking, yeah, waking up, let me tell you something. When you had the job that I had, when you have, when you work like four to 12
0: yeah,
1: and, and you could so like, I'm not an, I'm not a late sleeper. So even though I could have like woken up whenever I wanted to,
0: you're still getting up at eight,
1: I still get up at like eight, like the latest, like nine o'clock I'll wake up. But like now that I have to wake up at like four forty five to go to work like every single day, it's it's been a little bit of a process honestly. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> was, your sleep schedule is almost like swapped twelve hours.
1: You know, yeah, it's non-existent at this point. Like the first night, I was so hyped up, and also I watched Attack on Titan before I went to bed, which not was, was not a good idea because I love Attack on Titan, and. Oof. I uh. Ooh.
0: This may not have to be a video one. I was, I was oh
1: my goodness. <laughs> hey, you're looking handsome, bro. Look at that hair. But, um... Yeah, no, so I watched an, uh, an anime, ep- a new anime episode before I went to bed, so I was all jacked up. And I, like, fell asleep at, like, 12, and then my al- it felt like my alarm went off, like, 15 minutes later, and I was like, oh, fuck. Right. This this is nice right? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, big boy job, gotta do big boy things, and I can't be complaining about sleep anymore, you know? But I'm gonna be working, like, they literally said like the union rep came in yesterday and they don't sugarcoat shit, bro. You wanna hear something funny? You wanna hear something funny? Both guys, so they brought down the for the local 1-2 Electrical Operations Union, which I'm a part of now. Um, they brought down the business agent and then the senior business agent for like the region. Both were named Frank, bro. <laughs> Dude. They walked in at like they were supposed to speak to us at eight. They both walked in at like 7.59. Just started talking. Like they walked into the room and were already talking. Like they like, it was so funny because the, the our like orientation leader was talking and just completely cut like her off and was like, Hi, "How you doing, boys? Good morning." He was like, "How you doing? I'm Frank. Uh, I forget his. Oh, Frank Morales." He was like, I'm the senior business agent for, you know, whatever region. The other guy was like, I'm Frank, uh, I don't know, fucking Tortellini or whatever his name was. And, and he was like, I'm the business agent. No, I literally looked at the guy next to me. I was like, these guys are the same fucking people. It's like, they sound exactly the same. They look exactly the same. Like, like,
0: what what
1: is? Bro, I'm telling you, I'm going to be like transformed. You're going to talk, you're talking to me now while I still have like my regular vernacular and like, and my regular like accent two months from now, you're going to be talking to me. I'm to like, Hey, no, kind of fuck are you doing
0: thing is, we're going to be able to track it over the course of your content. We're going to be like, you know, you're going to have your new followers that are not going to know that old Peter vernacular.
1: They're going to think that they're going to think someone else took over for me. I'm going to be like, all right, here we go. Here's the fucking seven-round Jacksonville Jaguar. You hired
0: another guy to make videos on the page, too?
1: Yeah, I honestly might have to. I was thinking about it the other day. I might have to, like, bring someone on because if I'm going to be working, like, 70, 80 hours a week, some weeks, I'm not going to be able to have time to, to fucking do this. Listen, you
0: know, it. I'll, I'll, I'll speak. I got me and my me and my co-host right here. Ah, Penny.
1: Yo, I love the way cats jump.
0: She is extremely natural. You saw her almost kill me before.
1: That was the greatest thing. I'm so glad that I caught that on video.
0: Yeah, she, she's, uh, she's really very cool.
1: Yo, this guy bet. Uh, a 10-leg UFC parlay and won $11,000. Tonight? Oh, Strickland won?
0: Yeah, Strickland won.
1: Why am I not getting That's these updates?
0: My, my UFC crack? Was it a decision? Uh, It wasn't today. It was uh, back when got fell. What are you talking about? I uh, made a couple thousand bucks.
1: Okay, wait, hold on. We were talking about two different things, but I'm immediately more interested in what you're saying. <laughs> what?
0: 10-leg UFC parlay, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was saying when I, a I, I, uh, couple, back when Ngannou fought, I had a, a four-leg UFC parlay you in know, like 2000 bucks.
1: Oh, yeah, you were telling me, but uh, mm-hmm. you didn't mention it on the on the show, but that's... Uh, did I
0: tell you the picks? Did I give you my picks?
1: That's nice. I think you did, yeah. Oh, yeah, I told you mine, and the only one that I missed was, I bet, Gan instead of uh, Ngannou. Right, right. Yeah. Um Nobody
0: oh. saw Ngannou doing that to Ghan. I'll tell you that much. Nobody saw
1: I like how, did you see the like pound for pound rankings? And they were like, Nganu flies up the ranks because of the way that he beat Ghana. I'm like, that doesn't mean that like he's like, he can't do that to everyone. Like, if he tried to wrestle with Steve Miocic, I doubt that he would right. be as, like,
0: you know what? It does show that he's a little bit more well rounded. Yeah. But at the same time, he's take away the punching power. He's the freaking. I mean, not the punching power, but you know that. You know, Derek Lewis could probably wrestle better than him. Uh, what's his name? Curtis Blades could probably Curtis run. Blades. Definitely oh, Curtis Blades is a fabulous
1: wrestler. wrestler.
0: <laughs> um, he he just knocked out Curtis because he knew that that upper that uh, uppercut was coming anytime he went for that shot.
1: So
0: yeah, got him pretty good there. A um, without wrestling you know. So he's not champion. You know, that wrestling stuff is not really you know is.
1: Go to. Let me ask you a question as my UFC correspondent. Um, Yeah, I I brought you on. You're hired, by the way. You're my UFC correspondent. Wow.
0: Uh, Do I have to read the Manscaped
1: ad now? No, you're good. I'm actually wearing the Manscaped shirt. I don't know if you could see it. It's
0: beautiful. I I, I really, I just kind of caught my eye just now.
1: (laughs) But um, let me ask you do you think that he's going to sign a new contract or do you think he's going to try boxing? Um,.
0: It's a really good thing, uh, question to ask. Uh, at the end of the day, I feel like he's not going to fight for a good second. Tyson Fury probably is looking to, to get a fight sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to align for Nganu to get that boxing match versus him right away. And I think that he'll just end up re-upping with the UFC. And Tyson Fury has shown willingness to go over to the UFC. So. You know, but, which is
1: which is wild to me because like I never understood these guys.
0: Heated himself from his account. Me and Nganu in the UFC in the UFC octagon with UFC gloves on, just stand up only though. That would be the stipulation.
1: Well, I mean that would that would probably like I mean that would favor Tyson Fury only because like even though Ngannou like can't really wrestle, like he probably still has better wrestling chops than Tyson Fury be- does
0: match cuz i've seen videos of uh Tyson Fury working on knees and elbows and uh i don't know about like kids but I've, I've seen videos of Tyson Fury working on knees and elbows and stuff
1: yeah but like everyone forgets that i mean like inganu is such a big human being but right. like tyson fury's yeah. fucking 6 foot 9 like tyson fury is huge i think he has like a 90 inch reach like
0: there's no wrestling element to it
1: yeah if he could like i i mean obviously we're getting into hypotheticals but like if Nganu and Fury fought, like he would, he would keep. Him, I think he has like a six inch reach advantage. Like,
0: you know, it would be fireworks. What? In versus Wilder?
1: That I, I, I honestly do feel like Nganu would knock out Deontay Wilder, in my opinion. No,
0: why? Because, because Wilder would just sit there and wait for that one. But then at the end, of, at the same time, he's taking out some really good technical boxers with that sure. one punch. It's true. This isn't, like, is Francis has a bit of a boxer as Luis Ortiz, I don't know. Then do Luis Ortiz, the professional boxer, do Francis is a UFC fighter, so... I don't
1: think Francis is a good boxer, to be honest with you. I think he just has incredible power. Yeah,
0: right? So, I don't know. I mean, we've never seen Francis get cracked, really. He does have pretty, really good striking defense, and we've really never seen him get jawed, you know?
1: I think the one guy, the one guy that could have jawed him only because they're the same body type was gone. But I think that gone fucking like I think he played it too safe honestly.
0: I think gone was trying to stay really light on his feet and move a lot and uh and he wasn't hitting him so much with heavy shots as much as just hitting him and, and just tapping
1: him up, yeah.
0: and kind of just like taking the confidence out of him so that he had to cuz you know when Francis is, is not making contact with that big hand and it's just getting, oh, 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 you know, like, it, it'll change his mentality, which, you know, like it did, but for, in a bad way for him, you know, so.
1: Bro, I saw, um, oh, but what I was getting back to before was I, I love, I love and hate when <laughs> that sip really got you. I love and hate when um I love and hate when like athletes step out of their com- comfort zone because like look at McGregor for instance and like don't get me wrong like at the end of the day McGregor was laughing all the way to the bank and still is laughing all the way to the bank he made like 115 million dollars off that fight but like he has been he's plummeted since that fight like if you think about it like his next fight after that was what that was that was that was Khabib was his next fight and then he lost that and then you know he right. beat he beat cowboy and then he lost you know twice to fucking Dustin Poirier so like his career has gone like downhill since that since that fight and i feel like like look at Tyron Woodley i know that Tyron Woodley's career was basically over like you know what i mean but like he fought Jake Paul and then got fucking knocked out you know what i mean like what kind of look is that in you, you know so i feel like I feel like for Fury, even though, and J- Joey Rogues even brought this up. And I, I thought that this was interesting. He thinks that Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight boxer of all time. And I was like, at first, you know, when you hear like something and you're like, that can't be right. Mm-hmm. But then you like really look into it and you're like, what a true heavyweight is. Because you know how like back in the days of like, um, what's his name? The fucking, the old um, Rocky Marciano and guys like that. Bro. They were like fucking 185 pounds as heavyweight mm-hmm. champions. Now these guys are, look at Tyson, what does Tyson Fury weigh? Look at this, right? Yeah, see, I'm going to meet you in the alleyway, see? Yeah, it's like, you're going to get roughed up, see? It's like, you know, I'm going to have steak and eggs for breakfast, lunch and dinner.
0: Yeah, knuckle sandwich.
1: <laughs> now, are you having a bully day? Bully. But um, now, nah, yeah, back in the day, though, those dudes were like so small. And then I'm like... Thinking about it, too. And I'm like, shit, he might be right, bro. Like, Fury might be the best ever as a heavyweight.
0: Only thing I do have to say is that in his prime, that dude Ali was (laughs) different. Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously, none of us have been, well, neither of us were anywhere close to being alive to seeing that.
0: Yeah, but I've I've, I've, I've looked on YouTube. This dude, is he's, he's different and and I'm big, I'm very big on modern athletes are much better, oh yeah, in and everything than past. I'm very huge on that i'm I believe that that to be true, two million percent I think fucking Isaac Yadam is a lockdown corner in the nineties. You know what I mean? That's... that's Nah, maybe not. I can't go to that point. He's actually booty cheeks. But I just... You know, the, the, that's the line. No, like, but I, you
1: know, I I think you're I,
0: right. My Apple might be a serviceable corner back in, think, the, back in the 60s.
1: I think you're right. But at the same time, there are those few exceptions that are transcendent. Those right. talents are transcendent. So, so like...
0: Guys like Wilt.
1: I was going to say, guys like Wilt, Bill Russell... Like, like you said, Muhammad Ali is probably, I mean, you put Mike Tyson in any, in any, I think, I 100% think Jordan, 100%. I think the same thing for LeBron James. I think for Jordan, both of them.
0: You think, you think. What? As a straight basketball player, you think Jordan playing in the modern era, who's, who is, is better than who's worse than him?
1: I think that LeBron James, besides for, I think, first off, I think Shaquille O'Neal is the most dominant basketball player of all time. Um, But besides for Shaquille O'Neal, I think that LeBron James is the most unstoppable basketball player of all time. I think that, like, if it came down to it, if Michael Jordan was playing today and LeBron James was playing today, I think that LeBron would be head and shoulders better than Michael Jordan.
0: I would also agree with you. I would say that he would be in the modern NBA. He'd probably be something like James Harden is.
1: Yeah, I think he would be. Well, I mean, also he was a lockdown defender too. So like, so that that's big into consideration too. But I I I just like LeBron, bro. Like I, I love seeing the the like oh. LeBron would never last in in the '90s, and I'm like, yeah, he fucking would, bro. He
0: wouldn't last. He would be.
1: He would dominate, bro. Like, what are you talking about? Like, have you seen? Not only have you seen some of the defenders that like Michael Jordan went up against. What six foot eight, two hundred and sixty five pound freak athlete was driving down the court the way that LeBron James was in the '90s?
0: Scottie Pippen, who they considered probably the second best guy.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. Bro, there were so many prototypes. Had
0: guys like Sean Kemp, but how well-rounded is Sean Kemp's game? He can do the run and jump, yeah. but D doesn't have the pass. He doesn't have the dribble. He doesn't have the shot. He doesn't have the deep. Well, he did have the deep.
1: Yeah, and then you look at guys and see like, like Shaq. I think Shaq would be a horrible player in today's NBA because – so the, It
0: would depend on what team he plays for, I think.
1: Well, also it does and it doesn't because I'll tell you why. And I've I've I don't talk much basketball, but now this kind of intrigues me. And I and I watched a bunch of videos on it. So if you have Shaquille say you put Shaquille O'Neal on the Lakers right now, right? So obviously, bad. huh?
0: That's a bad fit.
1: Oh, not well. All right. So let's just say in the perfect fit, Shaquille O'Neal is on the Lakers, right? If you play a small five, so say like. The Lakers are playing the Golden State Warriors, right? Who play a small five,
0: right?
1: Right. You're forcing Shaquille O'Neal to come out on the perimeter and defend. And if he's not, and he's staying in the paint, then you have four defenders against five shooters. Right. So he automatically becomes a liability because if you're drawing him out, he's going to get blown past. And then if you're not, if you're not bringing him out to defend, then there's always one guy that's wide open. And then on the offensive side of the ball, it's just hack-a-shack. You know what I'm saying? People are just going to – I mean, granted, like, you don't have that many people that could foul out of games, you know, defending Shaquille O'Neal. But at the same time, like, he could score as many baskets as he wants. If he's playing on the defensive side, he's going to be a liability. And, you know, teams like the Golden State Warriors that play small, the Pelicans sometimes play small too, the the Knicks play small sometimes. Like, granted, the Knicks are not on the same level – of small ball as those teams but like if the knicks get hot and you they got three-point shooters they could shoot the lights out of the building and then automa- you know it he be- it becomes null and void the shaquille o'neal prototype does not exist in in today's nba right and yeah,
0: um it goes out to to how it's evolved to like yeah Shaq is huge but like you can kind of get away with it if you have guys that are built like Rudy Gobert and built like Mitchell Robinson, guys with that long lengthy wingspan that at least can get a hand up at defenders you know, or, or I'm sorry, not defenders, at shooters, you know, and, yeah. and Mitchell, you know, Mitchell Robinson's blocked like double digit threes in his career. Going yeah. out on a perimeter shack. You know, not saying that he can't do that, but he's just he's big diesel. He's not, you know, quick and uh and, and, and agile to, to be able to do that. But I do still think that I don't know if Shaq is totally a liability, but he definitely would get exposed on that. But I know as far as getting rebounds and any time that anyone, you know, goes into the Oh, team, yeah, he'd be
1: fine. Yeah.
0: Have above average, you know, above, you know.
1: I mean, I mean liability in the way that we view Shaq as like one of the all time greats. I think, yeah, I think. Shaquille O'Neal would still be a good basketball player, but he would never be considered an elite all-time talent. You know what I mean? If he played
0: worse than Karl Anthony Towns,
1: Karl Anthony Towns is the best is the best shooting center in an NBA history.
0: Is that so? One
1: hundred percent, because he's the new prototype of, and I'll tell you why: shooting center. What did I just say that has never been talked about in the NBA before? a shooting center. Yeah,
0: better shot better than, than Carl,
1: Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is like the only center in NBA.
0: 40% this year.
1: Carl Anthony Towns is the only like center in NBA history that is average, that had like a 40, a 50, 40, 90 season, 50% from the field, 40% from behind the arc and, and, and 90% free throw. Like that's, that's insane for a center. And I get like, he's not your prototypical center because we view centers, I, I mean, I view a center as 2011 Dwight Howard. That's like my center. You know what I mean? Like yeah, huge, yeah. big shoulders, block shots, yeah. rebounds. I
0: had, I had Tyson Chandler.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, but now it's different. Now it's guys like Carl Anthony Towns.
0: Now it's guys like, like Stottemeyer, like the power forward, are being moved to the center now. Exactly. Yeah. That, that mid range, that kind that, you know, can shoot. Still six eleven and big. Now they're the centers.
1: God, I miss Amari Stoudemire.
0: Yeah, he would be a, a phenomenal modern day center.
1: He'd be amazing right now. That's so sad that he like missed out on it by like ten years. In the lead right now, <sighs> bro. Remember when? Ah, uh, remember that golden year. That's I think it was the first year that Stat was on the next when he was averaging like twenty seven and like nine boards. What a time yeah, to be alive.
0: was running that team like a maestro.
1: Oh God! What a horrible group of guys that actually won games.
0: <laughs> I the Knicks loved Raymond Felton, but that dude was solid. He was solid. I I was always a Raymond Felton fan because you know when whenever he went out there, all right, maybe the dude's not putting up twenty a night, but he's he's a good eleven to 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 sixteen, four to five assists. Get your steal shoot a good he, – he's not jacking – he's not going out there jacking up shots like he's the next coming up, uh, you know, like he's an all-pro.
1: Bro, I got you I, – I got a name for you that maybe you'll remember and maybe not that the Knicks <laughs> love right, well, just –
0: guarantee you I'm going to remember. J- what, what what era? Give me the era. And let me, get, let, me, let me get one guess. Give me the era and let me get one guess.
1: I guess it would start in – I don't remember when he joined the Knicks or when he was on the Knicks, but I'll say like 2006, 2007.
0: Okay, he's
1: and he's, a, and he's a, a he's a point guard. Two thousand
0: six, two thousand seven, point guard.
1: Yeah, so like from that time until about, I would say like twenty ten, and then he left, and then came back for a short period of time.
0: Who, Tony Douglas.
1: No, but that's a that's a solid ass guess. Uh, no. d- hold on, let me, let,
0: me, let me get one more guess. Uh, point guard.
1: Yeah, I think he was a he could have been a shooting guard too. Two
0: thousand six, let's Huh? Not Landry Fields.
1: No, no, another good guess.
0: Ooh.
1: Nah, Chris Duhan, bro. Duhan,
0: okay, yeah, yeah. Chris Duhon. Bro, That was he my was, guy. He was, he was nice with the with the steals. I mean, Chris he was
1: nice with it, and then he left for a while, and then he came back. He was nice for a little while. Let me see. I gotta, I gotta see that. That. Hold on. You know
0: I I've been to his uh, career high game. I've been to uh, Nate Robinson's career high. Really. Yes, forty five versus the Portland I think I think it's forty five versus Portland Trailblazers. He he was killing all game. He kept doing he would ISO up top and he kept driving and doing that little like like crossover but like that cross stop, you know, when you kinda of step back like that Kemba Walker mm-hmm. and he just kept pulling from around the free throw line and that mid range was killing for him all game. And I noticed I was like, This guy's been doing this a lot all game, and I'll be really young. It was like my first basketball. And I looked on the thing and it said, uh I was like, Who's this little guy? Forty five? And I was like, Me, and Robinson, Nate Robinson And then uh I think that was the same year he did that slam dunk contest for the second time with the kryptonite. <laughs> I think that was the same year. And then I was like, Oh, that's my boy Nate Robinson, you know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah. Bro, I'm looking at why do I remember Chris Duhan being a much better player than his numbers? So like he pulled up he pulled up in Chicago for 4 years right was not not too much let's see what did he would he, he averaged like like 8 5.9 five, 5. 8.7 7.2 and 5.8 in his career then came to the Knicks where he had his best career season he shot 86% free throw percentage 39% from 3 42% from the field which is not that terrible um three three rebounds a game, seven assists and eleven point one points per game. And then he just fell off a cliff after that.
0: And he started averaging what six?
1: And then he averaged seven. Seven. His next year, but then averaged like five assists. And then he went and then he went to Orlando for a couple years, and then the Lake Bro, this man only played for nine years. I feel like he played for like I feel like I thought he played for like twenty.
0: <laughs> Listen, in our hearts
1: In our hearts he's a he's a goat, even though he only played for the Knicks for like two years.
0: My boy just uh called to uh shit talk the uh the Knicks to me how we were blowing out his Lakers in the first quarter and now we are losing 108-103 with minute seventeen left.
1: Bro how we were winning weren't we well, winning
0: the we Knicks basketball too, you know?
1: Were we winning like seventy one fifty six at halftime?
0: Sir, I can guarantee you that we were up by. I can confirm at one point we were up by nineteen. Other than that, I don't know the whole lot of scores. I kind of tuned out after that. I said, "Oh, okay, it's one of those games for us," you know.
1: Uh, you know, I find this conversation fascinating because I I rarely talk basketball, especially on the podcast. Like, if it's not one How of our here, huh?
0: How do we gravitate here initially?
1: Uh, I don't remember, but oh, we were talking about transcendent. Uh,
0: Right, correct.
1: Athletes, because right. well, we were talking about boxing, and then we were talking yeah. about
0: Rocky Marciano. That's Rock
1: fucking means. how you doing, Rocky Marciano? Rocky. How you doing? How you doing? Oh, how you
0: doing Marciano?
1: Hey, fuck, how are you? But yeah, no, I I think that to sum up the initial point of the conversation was I think that Michael Jordan would still be a great player in today's NBA, but I think that LeBron James would still blow him out of the water in like every other category. LeBron's just different, bro. LeBron is just like an, like the most exceptional athlete I've ever seen in my life.
0: Now, what do you think about my man Curry though? Because I really think that that dude's otherworldly, and he may be struggling right now. But if you, but I mean, you don't see anybody shoot that shoots nah. the way that he shoots against NBA defense.
1: I mean, I'll be straight up with you. Nobody uh,
0: shoots at college level. Nobody, bro. Kids shoot like that in high school. When you know they're the five star recruit, and they're playing against kids that are looking to go D three. They're the one standout guy. You know what I mean? I okay. so really pulling like like these guys are.
1: I'll be honest with you. Um, I was on the Curry like hate train for like. the last like six years dude. the only reason why the only reason why i was not before this year before before like two years ago um the only reason why is because i was like all he does is shoot threes and like he's just an he's just don't get me wrong he is a fantastic shooter he is the best shooter ever he has to be Like, there's guys that come to mind. Like, obviously, Ray Allen comes to mind. Like, Jason Capono used to be a great three-point shooter. Doug Collins was an amazing shooter way back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: Steve Novak.
1: Steve Novak was great. Like, there are fantastic shooters. But, like, Steph Curry just trumps everyone. Like, like you could say Reggie Miller. You could say Ray Allen, whatever you want. Steph Curry is the greatest shooter in NBA Um, history.
0: I ask you, everybody that you just named, are they all, like, pretty much spot-up shooters?
1: Um, well, it depends because Doug Collins was lights out, but Doug Collins played in like the seventies and eighties. So like, there's no such thing as spot up shooting back then. Um, Allen was a good spot up shooter. Ray Allen was good. Reggie Miller, same thing. That wasn't, that's not really a thing up until, up until like the last 10, 15 years. No, 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 no. Curry, no, Curry's just different, bro. Like, I, I don't think that's the reason.
0: Hurry's not not a guy that's so great at shooting because he's standing there and he just catches Dude, he's making his shot and pulling it and doing it at a faster clip, better rate, like more rate than anybody that's ever played. It's insane. Love, no, absolutely,
1: love. and I I think that like obviously now like I put it in a broader like perspective that I was like yeah like. I'm lucky to be like alive in the time that I can see Steph Curry like shoot a basketball. Like I, I love Steph Curry. And I think that he's fantastic. But like for a real long time, I was just like, This fucking guy has ruined the game of basketball because and in a way he has, in a way he's transcend the game of basketball too. A lot of people look as it like he ruined it, but he really just evolved the game so much with his deadly shooting that now teams are like, I have to go out there and get me my version of Stephen Curry.
0: Nobody can say that he ruined it. Because that's his game, and nobody should be able to... No,
1: no. Well, you get what I'm saying. People say that because...
0: He ...plays the game. And if people choose to, to, to try to follow that, that's on them. But this dude should be able to play however he wants to play it, and not get hate for that, because he's doing it better than anybody else can do.
1: Yeah, oh no, that's that's absolutely true. But then also... Also, he wasn't carrying out the duties of a point guard for a long time, though, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's what people had a problem with. It was the fact that this man was just spot-up shooting all game long, and he wasn't really, like... He, well, he I don't know,
0: know about spot-up shooting. He was making his spots his shots off the dirt. He was creating his own shots, plus, like, coming off the screens and everything. Coming off the screens is spot-up shooting, but it's yeah. not so much spot-up shooting as in, like, you have Steve Novak waiting in the corner, and then you have J. R. Smith, cut, Raymond Felton Drive, have the guy help yeah. and dish and he just catches because nobody's leaving Steph Curry on that play. Nah. Steph Curry has to bump bodies to and you know go around screens to get that shot.
1: Well, I I get that. And what I, what I was saying was that like he wasn't really carrying out his duties of his position, and also a lot of his early success was coming off of the screen. Like man was shooting off the screen a lot, and that's why people were like, he can't he can't shoot one on one because like when you put a hand in his face, like he's just too weak. And now like if you look at Curry now, like Curry is, just, and even I really say Curry like turned it on like. More as a one-on-one ISO basketball player, like as a shooter in the last like four years, like four or five years where he was just like, I'm just going to come at you and shoot. I mean, there was a, I have to send you the clip on Twitter. There was a clip that I actually saw yesterday. It's funny that we we're talking about this of Kyrie Irving fucking locking de- Alcatraz, bro, fucking locking Steph Curry up. Man just creates one dribble, gets him to to faint just for a split second, takes like a 30 foot three and nails it right in his face. I'm like there is no better defending than what Kyrie just did to Steph Curry. Steph Curry's just that much fucking different, bro. Like Kyrie
0: underrated defender, that's for sure.
1: Oh, when Kyrie, when Kyrie wants to play defense, he's fucking locked down. He just never and wants to mean, play defense.
0: He plays games not wanting to play defense. I think it's when you get him on the court, you got to get him on the court.
1: That's the problem. That's the biggest problem. (laughs) I think he
0: loves basketball so much that like, yeah, alright, his offense is what he worries about, but he's also conscious about his defense too. He's not like I feel like James Harden loses his little consciousness on defense. He's thinking about, you know, a couple of things on the defensive end not really paying attention so much. But um what's it called? The dude Steph Curry, that dude is I love watching him play. Like and, and it's I think that year that he did that. That game versus the Thunder, when he had, you know, the game I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That, that season was the season that he was really going up. But like he, you just see the the shots that he takes. Bro, like, dude is well beyond the three point line, and is getting a pick and just it's just pulling it, pulling it. Let me ask you a question. It, it's it's a different style of basketball, and I think that that dude got to be top
1: ten all the time. But let me ask you a question. If you had to make a starting five of players from 2010 to 2020, what would your starting five look like? I'll give you mine first because I've thought about it before, and I have an unpopular opinion on right. one of them. Okay. So at point, you got to go like, –
0: Do you have to choose a year player or just a player throughout the whole?
1: No, like from that decade. Like, okay. like So from point, so I'm going – Christ-
0: Like 2016 step or
1: I mean you could do that if you want, but I'm just going from like the overall decade. So at point, I'm running Chris Paul. Got I love point God, 100%. Uh, shooting guard, I'm going Steph. Obviously, you have to go Steph. Right. Um, at the three, the three and four, I guess it doesn't really necessarily matter because, well, I mean, it, I guess it matters. But LeBron can play all five. So I'm going LeBron. Uh, i going Kevin Durant. And at center, I'm going fucking Dwight Howard, bro, because there was no one more dominant on the defensive end than fucking early 2010s Dwight Howard.
0: Right. That's, I, my, that's my five. I I think that that is a great five. I don't really know how, how different my five could be. Uh, I could probably say, I don't know about how much ball movement this team is going to have, but I'll put Steph at point. Ooh. I'll take Kobe. Okay. I'll take uh KD at the 3 cuz that's back when KD was Oklahoma City he wasn't playing the four back then. Yeah, I was going to say he wasn't playing the four back then. Yeah. Um Actually actually yeah, you can tell when Golden State he kind of started playing the when during the Um since he went to the Nets he went to the Nets in what, 2020, right? That's yeah. pretty much when he officially became a power forward right? So right now small forward KD, Oklahoma City KD. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, LeBron, obviously at the at the four. I was tough. You know, real tempted to throw Mitchell Robinson in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh um, man, just for the next.
0: No, but uh to finish out that lineup, I don't know. I mean, it has the shooting. Um I mean somebody somebody that's gonna lock down for the rebounds. Uh give me Jokic.
1: Yeah, I was think- I was thinking about Jokic too before because you know what? You want to talk about ball movement. I mean, one of the best passing big men.
0: Dude, can you imagine the two-man game between Jokic and Curry? Oh,
1: Ugh. Oh.
0: Now that would was- – Imagine
1: man. that fucking pick and roll, bro. <laughs> wow, that's,
0: that's something – Got boring. Phil
1: Jackson salivating over here with that. With the- <laughs> Oh, man. But that is legitimately
0: – I think your five might be my five.
1: I think what the amount of basketball we just talked, and this is no exaggeration, is the most basketball I've talked on this podcast probably since no I since the finals.
0: Listen, man, you need uh, people to get you know certain shows. We need on a basketball UFC.
1: I just like having you on in general, bro. So let me ask you a question: shooting buckets, shooting fucking bizzuckets. Let me tell you um hold on let me pull this up real quick i wanted to ask you on your expert opinion as my ufc (laughs) as my ufc correspondent
0: um i'm i i am no expert i am a fan
1: no you're an expert bro Mm -hmm. fuck you um wow that was a fast turnaround okay so the ufc 271 card uh, Bobby Green, Bobby Green is finally on the main card. That's nice to say.
0: Bobby, Bobby Green was on the main card at UFC uh, two sixty seven. I. Think.
1: That's right. That's right. Um. Oh, Kyler Phillips is back on there too. Funny
0: Story. I got to put this on the podcast from when I was at UFC two sixty seven. Yes, sir. From, um, me and my good friend Matthew. Um, a lot of you know him. Uh, we were doing our thing had some really good seats um actually the person sitting on my right was the owner of uh you know a prominent restaurant in New York City that you cannot really just get a table at so I was what to
1: what, what record what record what restaurant is this
0: do I put it on record so you can say on whatever record. you want i don't know uh but i'll I will say that it has been shattered out like a drink before so is it nobu it, it is not Nobu. <laughs> Uh, have you ever I been to Nobu? Before? No. I have. Yeah.
1: Fantastic. You taking me. Huh? You take me. When do you want to go, bro? Let's fucking go.
0: let's
1: go. Bro, I I hate sushi, and I literally ate like two rolls of sushi because I was like, "This is so delicious." All right.
0: So listen, you say the word, man. You're you're the expert around that part. So you mm-hmm. you let me know when I'm going to Nobu when I'm there.
1: All right. You better be ready.
0: Um. So I chatted. I was chatting with a prominent restaurant owner in New York City. Uh, you know, I asked him what he does. He let me know that. And then he asked me, I do it or you know, basically like, what am I doing down in those seats, you know, whatever. And <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, my uncle is fighting. Uh, fight fights it. Uh, I told him my uncle was an uh, ally Clinton. Clinton.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, that he got a shit rock.
0: <laughs> he told me that I could come to the restaurant with Al and get fabled.
1: Yeah, was that before? Was that before he got his ass knocked out, or?
0: Yeah, before it was when oh, okay. he was walking out because it was before he walked out. And then when he was walking out, he kind of gave me a little tap. He was like, "There's your boy," like, "There's your uncle." And I was like, "Yeah," like, "Let's go." And I was looking for him pretty hard in there, like trying to make it for you. He was telling me, he's like, "Listen," he's like, "Bring, him, bring out my food dinner," you know, and, uh, "Bring, out bring out. So I was like, "Yeah." So. Um, Got to get in contact with Al. Let him know that uh, I told somebody that he's my uncle. I, listen, I do have a connection. I do know. Shout out my boy, Charlie. Charlie. Yes. Oh, yeah.
1: Charlie the cannibal, yes.
0: Might have to put in a, a little request with Charlie. Like, hey Charlie, listen. I kind of made this uh, agreement. If you and Al ever want to go to uh, this restaurant, let me know. Because I got a little in with us. I told him uh, Al was part of my family,
1: Yo. So. Um... But that's that's believable because Ally Quinta comes from Long Island, right? I mean,
0: that's why I know Al. Like I, like, I don't. You don't know him. you, but you know him. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, he
0: you know trains and coaches with, with uh, Sarah Long, kind of
1: thing. Have you seen Weidman over there?
0: No, but I have met Weidman before at my high school. Did I ever tell you that song?
1: No, I was only asking because I wanted to see if there was any progression on his I know he's been doing really well since the, since the surgery, but it's probably going to be until like 2023 until he gets back in the octagon.
0: Yeah. Apparently there was a little, uh, setback. So.
1: yeah, he had like, he got some kind of infection or something. Yeah, so. I feel okay, like, I feel like everyone that gets like a really bad break like that, because that part of your body is just never exposed. So I feel like once it's exposed to like air, you just immediately become infected. Not McGregor. Fuck McGregor, yo. No, that wasn't a complete. Yo, (laughs) that video, that video of him in the bathroom going like this.
0: Hold on, one one, moment. Oh God. What's this man doing? You know, you know when when McGregor's like (laughs) in his training room, and he's like, he's like. First of all, you see the hat.
1: Yeah, and it's cut. Yeah, okay. Have to rub it in. Yeah, my man is pumped. My man is jacked up on steroids. He can't tell me otherwise.
0: That's that's your take. You think he's on steroids,
1: bro? My guy is okay. So when the pic, it might be a little bit. He might be. He might be getting off of his cycle now. But when those pictures emerged of him at one ninety. Of him with the blue with the blue pinstripe but shorts on. What would
0: on? be the point of him doing steroids? At that huh? Time? What would be the point of him doing steroids?
1: Well, didn't he say that he wanted to bulk up?
0: Yeah, but he was coming off the foot thing. It's not like he had. So I'm change. gonna say,
1: how are you gonna how are you gonna bulk up when you can't move? What do you mean? Like, dude couldn't move. He had a he had a fucking tibia break. He
0: was doing all upper body work work at. I don't, movement. bro,
1: bro. There's okay. So what was his last fight at 155? Yes. What do you think he walks around at? Probably. Like honestly,
0: what is he fighting Andy Diaz at probably like one sixty five, right?
1: Okay, so he's walking around one sixty five. I'd say, yeah,
0: but that's like he probably cuts from one sixty five to one fifty five to fight. So he's walking around weight, like not training for a fight, is probably in one seventy.
1: I was gonna say okay. I'll even give you. I'll even give you better. I'll say he walks around one seventy five, right? Okay. So. Do you see the muscle mass that he put on? In when did that when did that picture surface? When did he break his leg?
0: Uh he broke his leg
1: in It's I'll I'll put I'll put this perspective on he, for he you.
0: Broke, he broke his leg in uh He broke his leg in July.
1: Okay, and that picture surfaced in what? November? Yes. Okay, so that's four months, right? Most people can't put on fifteen pounds. No, it' not most people. Nobody can put on fifteen pounds of muscle organically in a year. You're not putting on fifteen pounds of muscle in four months without. I don't
0: know that this dude could get as much money, as much food as he wants, can work out wherever. He yeah, goes. but
1: it, that it doesn't work like that, bro. That's that's like. Yeah, you could gain, sure, you could gain, bro, you can gain 15 pounds in a week if you wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you wanted to do it, like, obviously, he's doing it cleanly, eating-wise, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? So, say he so, say he wants to put on 15 pounds clean eating-wise, he could probably put on 15 pounds in a month, but to sculpt that into muscle, to, to put on 15 pounds and sculpt that into muscle without losing any, like, mass in four months is he either has to be genetically one of the biggest freaks in the history of the world or he was on some type of steroid that he's going to be able to cycle off of by the time that he his next fight comes around
0: but there would have been no reason for him to cycle up to it he wasn't moving anywhere he wasn't fighting he was recovering from his foot injury from his chin all the do was doing was pull-ups and and shit and fucking working out i'm sure chin. there's
1: I'm sure there's motives for him to do it, though. Like I'm sure, like I, like what you're saying obviously makes sense. Where it's like, you know, he's not moving up in weight in weight class, and he's not fighting. But like,
0: he's not fighting at all. He's doing is recovering from an injury. So why would he cycle on at that time? Why wouldn't he cycle on when he was getting ready? For because the-
1: you I- because Usada's not coming anywhere near you. He's not fighting. Yeah, Usada's but- not going to come anywhere near him.
0: For this, why would he need the cycle though? Why would- if like yeah, I get that Usada's not coming, but why would does he need to get the cycle?
1: I mean, I don't know his motives, but like, you can't t- the, the the scientific facts do not add up to to him getting to 190 organically in four months. That picture surfacing, it just, it's just it's not not a not a real thing.
0: Next, uh, next follow up pod, we have to bring in a uh, an independent doctor and ask them.
1: I'll bring in um what's his name, Derek from More Plates, More Dates. We'll get him to talk about it.
0: We'll ask. I mean, like his measurements. McGregor- I think he actually did a video on July, it. I think if you he think about it. If his fight was July 10, he's probably back at his walking around weight, probably around back around 165. By he fought at 155, he's probably fighting at actually 165. Probably back to 175 by the end of July. So all of August, all of September, all of November. I think it was late up. November that the picture surfaced. Right?
1: It doesn't add up.
0: You don't think
1: so? Maybe. And I love McGregor, bro. So, so, I mean, bro, it could be, it could be a a year. (laughs) It could be a year apart, and it's still questionable. I also think that, like, there are guys, and so, like, in the UFC, there are guys that I feel like are the are the men that could get away with. Stero- the men and women that can get away with steroid abuse. So, like, it. I shouldn't say abuse. That's that's a that's a strong word. What I'm saying is,
0: wouldn't they have caught him by now? Have a,
1: like, what I'm they saying. Had no
0: problem catching John Jones, he was their golden boy. He was undefeated light heavyweight was the premier division, and they busted him. And they, you know, like, what did they? When did yeah, him but in,
1: but in reality, so so. I don't know how much people know about this, but John Jones got popped for performance enhancing and drugs, performance enhancing drugs, but he literally took a, a nano. Um, he was microdosing, which a lot of fighters do because microdosing in some, some drugs, some performance enhancing drugs don't come up on USADA tests. So like everyone probably does it. And honestly, if I was in that position, I would do it too. But, the microdosing that he did was literally like one one. So the USADA test that popped him was able to detect one one trillionth of a milligram of this certain drug that he got popped for. And he literally got popped for like two trillionths of a milligram of it. So it was a micro, it was like the microest of all microdoses you could take.
0: Right. But I'm saying at that, but the, the thing I'm saying about that is like, wouldn't McGregor have that stuff in his system too? Or not that same stuff? Or but you know, wouldn't there be stuff, whatever? They had no problem not sweeping it under the rug with John Jones and and being like whatever, you know, like
1: it's, yeah. It's, I think times are a little bit different though now, and I think that people like, I, I think there are people that are subject to to the rule, or like or like you know different. Is really
0: big against steroids, bro. Because for the biggest time, if you can remember, Chris Cyborg was one of the biggest. I mean. You're thinking about women's fighting, bro. People probably knew nobody outside of women uh, outside of Chris Cyborg and, mm-hmm. and Ronda Rousey, that, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And the UFC literally was refusing to sign her because she was refusing, like, like she the the drug test was was like a problem for her.
1: I I I understand what you're saying, and they care. Like, there there are situations where the UFC have to make themselves look like, hey. We're popping people for performance enhancing drug, you know, drug use. We are a good company, but it's the same thing with WWE, bro. They're literally people. They'll occasionally pop someone for an, a PED test in WWE, bro. You know that all those people in the WWE are on steroids. There's no way that those people could walk around looking the way that they are for being on the road 300 days out of the year. There's no way people could look like that.
0: I feel like they definitely don't test them for serious. No, they,
1: they probably don't. And I feel like it's honestly partially the same thing in the UFC. You already know that Dana White ha- is in the ear of USADA because they're basically...
0: Yeah, then if they don't do that, then why did they pop Jones? If it was that minor of a little thing and they really don't care, then why would they make a deal over it? But think
1: about how that looks in the media, bro. John Jones was the biggest star in the UFC at that time. And he got, they probably said to themselves like, oh, I don't really know if we should even publicize this because it's like such a little dosage. But then it's like, yeah, but think about like, all the other agencies that are going to look at this and be like, wow, they really do test all of their stars. You know what I'm saying? It's like my John Jones got popped for this. So I'm thinking that John Jones was a little bit more of a scapegoat than anything where it was like, you know, Usada's is breathing down the UFC's neck with this stuff. And they just had to kind of be like, okay, give them John Jones. It's like, here you go. We test everyone. Look at this. John Jones got popped. You get what I'm saying? Like, Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that, like, to be quite honest with you, I think that every combat, in some way, shape, or form, I think every athlete in every sport is on some sort of performance-enhancing drug. I don't think that you could, especially when you get towards the older part of your your career, I don't think that there are people, and performance-enhancing drug is a term, performance-enhancing drug doesn't have to mean steroid. You know, you get what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people consider a PED just straight steroids. That could be um, something that helps you recover quicker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, a, a pink, like, like
0: um, TJ Dillashaw, EPO, that shit is not to build muscle. That shit is to build endurance. and, and That's what I'm saying. You know, like so, like, literally let you be able to keep going at a, at a certain output, like, for stupid long.
1: Exa- long. Exactly. See, so like, bro. Adderall is a performance enhancing drug. If you look at the lists of of like MLB, NBA, like all those lists, Adderall, a fucking ADHD medication, because it keeps you focused. Like there is literally if so many drugs. You,
0: they're allowed to. Hmm? If they're prescribed, it they're allowed to take it.
1: I think it's it's a gray area. There's it, it's like it it has to be a certain milligram. Like it can't it's be like,
0: like think, yeah, like in, it goes through the doctor, like like the MLB yeah. goes through the doctor whatever, and whatever they say, like.
1: Yeah, but if, they, they, prescri- but if you're not prescribed, but if you're not prescribed and you're caught they
0: with it, lose everything that you're going to take.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know what I mean? And they have to approve it or not approve it.
1: Yeah, but what I'm saying is, I think that Jones was viewed as more of a scapegoat. And also, wasn't that around – what? What year was that? Was that twenty? Was that 2016?
0: Um, it was. It was the second fight with DC, right?
1: So that was 2016, or right around there. Yeah.
0: Right? It it was his second fight, right?
1: Yeah. Was it 16 or 17? Uh,
0: If I had to say, I'd probably say 16, because I think I was still in high school.
1: That was also around the time, correct me if I'm wrong. I think I'm right, though. That was around the time that Brock Lesnar made his return to fight Mark Hunt. Uh,
0: Around that time? Hold on, let me just... Jones vs. DC 2 was 2017. Okay. 2016 One was... Jones vs. Lesnar was 2016.
1: Okay. So obviously you know that Lesnar was popped for like a fucking juice cocktail of people of That beef.
0: dude was been on steroids for whatever. They let him go, right? They said basically... <laughs> Not said that it was fine, but but, th- but think
1: but but think ab- but think about this. Think about what I was saying before about Jones being a scapegoat and think about what you just said. July ninth, twenty sixteen, Brock Lesnar beats Mark Hunt by unanimous decision, right? Yeah. And gets popped for like every drug under the sun. Essentially mm-hmm. swept under the rug. Not not only was it basically swept under the rug by the UFC, he was able to go right back into the WWE contract. Scott free, no penalty, no suspension, nothing. So you have to figure
0: on steroids and they let him go.
1: Yeah. So you figure that, oh my God.
0: So so your, your, your idea is basically that they, they use John Jones as a, as a, as a, as a, what I guess basically to be like, listen, like, This is our top fighter, and he's tested for steroids. We would obviously do it to anyone, and then realistically, they don't do it to anyone. They just kind of, every once in a while, have to make an example.
1: That's exactly what I'm saying, yes.
0: Well, how do they pick and choose the guys that they make an example out of?
1: I think they only had to make an example out of John Jones once for everyone to get the idea, because you don't really hear about clamorings about it now, because you look at... uh, I don't remember what fight it was, but...
0: Realistically, before he popped, what did John Jones really do that was... That they'd be like, yeah, let's pop this it, it
1: it it's just his star power. Because Brock Lesnar came from WWE. So
0: what did they pop McGregor's star power?
1: Well, no, they did it already once. They don't have to do it again because there's no clamoring for it. The reason why that it was called for with John Jones, in uh, my so opinion, it only had is, to
0: happen in Jones. Now they basically yeah. set the precedent like. Yeah,
1: there's no reason for them to do it now because say if Brock Lesnar came back tomorrow to the UFC, fought Titu Ivasa, and Killed him and got popped for, I don't mean actually killed him, but you know what I mean. Like in the yeah. fight term, like just like, like murdered him. Gets popped the next day for steroids, right?
0: I feel like it's more mainstream now that people would be tight.
1: Yeah, but they were so tight back then because Brock Lesnar got off essentially scot free for fighting juice to the gills. So that's why they were like, Everyone's criticizing the UFC, everyone's criticizing Dana White. You know, you just let your biggest stars go. They don't they don't have to test for USADA, nothing. Like you just you just let it go. Like you pay off USADA to not test them. And who's gonna check Re- realistically? Who's checking? Nobody. We, we don't have access to that. The only two people that have access to that are the UFC and USADA. So if Dana White's like, hey, he's got an idea, maybe like. Hey, you know, Jones snorted fucking blow last night. You know what I mean? It's like, don't test him. Okay, Dana, no problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some backhanded, like, there's someone getting cash in hand, in my opinion, for this because I just feel like Lesnar getting let off made no sense because everyone and their mother knew that he was fighting. Look at the guy. Yeah, exactly. Look at him. He was fighting juice to the gills and then. He goes back – not only does he go back to the WWE right away, there's no suspension and there's no no repercussions essentially because what Dana White's big thing was, oh, Vince McMahon let him, you know, let him go or, or let him take steroids and his cycle intervened with his, you know, his, uh, his fight yeah, in the UFC. But wouldn't you test him before that?
0: Yeah, don't, don't let him fight. <laughs>
1: So you see what I'm saying? It's kind of like all falling into place to the point where it's like, okay, maybe they did kind of like, maybe they were like, you know what? Jones is literally nano dosing right now. Like this, realistically, scientifically, this PED has no effect on his performance because it's such a little dose at the time. So the way that it happened was Jones mistimed his cycle. I forget what the drug was, but it's something like super potent. That's why he took a nano dose. But he missed time to cycle to the point where I think it was still, like, two or three days where the drug was still going to be in his system. And that's why it tested so, so little. But, like, li- that's all they know, is that that little bit of drug is in his system. Right. So they're like, I don't know, like, because they get trust, they get tested after the fight, too. I don't know if you knew that, but they get tested after the fight as well.
0: Right. That's what happened with... Um... Nick Diaz and uh, the weed, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: essentially thing that he that he was um, essentially like fighting hot.
1: Yeah. So that's why when they when they tested Jones and they were probably mulling over the fact that they were like oh, like I don't know if I could if you know, I don't I don't wanna pop him for it, but then they probably thought to themselves, Oh my god, if Jones gets tested again, and the, and the drug isn't out of his system. And USADA publicizes the fact that John Jones fought on a performance enhancing drug. Then that's two strikes under a year with two of their biggest stars, and Brock Lesnar and John Jones. So they were probably like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna I'm gonna sell out John Jones, and and this is gonna be swept under the we rug." Coming
0: out with Lesnar, just
1: yeah. So and- like. Obviously, what I'm obviously what I'm saying right now probably seems crazy and probably isn't true, but it sort of makes sense, though, right? Like,
0: <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. You know, I, I get what you're saying about um, UFC fighters on steroids, and, and I, you know, I, I, I agree to you know a certain extent. But as far as the the McGregor thing, I don't know. I'm not. know uh, i am i am still. I just don't see the reasoning as to why he would at that moment be cycling them. I could see leading up to a, a, a fight, but then again he was also so harsh on, on guys like Dillashaw and everything for you know, like he he's publicly but I Maybe it's a smokescreen. Exactly, yeah, but I know. But I know mean what you're saying? it it would be it would be like, Wow, like this dude is just turning to a bodybuilder just took a second story. So turned to turn into a bodybuilder to lose it all. To go back to fight down to one fifty five, like
1: he's yeah.
0: gonna do it, like what would be the point of
1: Well there to- were talk there were talks about him moving up moving up to welterweight. And yeah, fighting
0: he, yes, He's way too so if if Poirier was too powerful for him Yeah. You're telling me dudes like Usman? Well Usman might be moving up though soon.
1: Yeah. Usman, Usman might be moving up is- and and um Covington might be covington might be moving down after the uh I, after
0: think I you want a personal pick here I think Covington wipes the floor with hospital i think yeah
1: i don't th- it, I don't think it's particularly I think. close
0: I think he like made, uh, yeah i think Masvidal's gonna gonna do his stick the tongue out and all that, but this dude, Colby always has his hand here he's never gonna get caught lacking.
1: He's- i always thought i always thought colby was a fantastic fighter fantastic cardio maybe a tad overrated but after i saw his performance against usman the second time i was like you know what He's this solid, dude's bro. fucking legit like solid. like you put up bro usman is pound for pound the best fighter in the ufc right now and he basically made it He's like
0: the only only a week that can go five for
1: him yeah and he made us question who actually won that fight. Obviously, we all knew that Usman won, but we had to literally go, oh, well, he could have won this round, could have won this round. Like, no one else is doing that against Usman right now. And the yeah, fact I that, like... He
0: never got knocked out. Got knocked yeah. out Moscow. Gilbert Burns, he, Gilbert Burns basically quit in that fight. You know, he he just jabbed him up, jabbed him up. No, I, I wouldn't say quit, but he just kept jabbing him, jabbing him, jabbing him. Bro, took his will away, bro, this dude Usman's legit and this dude Covington standing in his face. I think he murdered, I think he not murders Mospadal, but he just makes it look like a non competition. i mm-hmm. I'll call it uh um forty nine, forty six. Covingtons across the board. Okay,
1: place. okay, okay. So it's so a clean sweep.
0: I think he's gonna take one, three, four, and five. hospitals gonna probably, you know, lose one, come out for two, you know, try to push forward, but then Covington is just way too
1: slow. Hey, I got one for you. Yeah. I say Covington knocks out Masvidal, and you know why? The only reason I say that is because everyone laughed at me when I said that Usman was going to knock out Masvidal, and everyone was like, that's not going to happen, and it fucking happened. So I was like...
0: Hey, "Listen, listen. Uh, is it time to read the, the ad? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> DraftKings, you know, go DraftKings and, uh, and and bet the uh, the... The Covington by knockout.
1: Honestly, it's probably a juicy yeah. bet because, I mean, what, Masvidal's only been knocked out once, right?
0: Uh, Masvidal was he's the only knockout in his entire professional
1: career. That's what I'm saying. So, like, that's probably a juice. That's a that's a fat money line right there.
0: Yeah, but the, the only issue with it maybe is that he was knocked out in his last fight. It was recent recency. Yeah. You know? So
1: uh was that really his last fight, bro?
0: Yeah. When when did he fight after that?
1: No, fought? I know, but I'm like I'm no like I I know that it was his last fight, but thinking about it like doesn't it feel like that was so fucking long ago? It
0: wasn't really long time ago. Usman fought since, you know what I
1: mean? Usman's fought like twice or three times since then, right?
0: Uh I think it was Burns and then Masvidal and then Covington. So I think he just Oh, okay. You know, um I love it.
1: Well, I'm sorry. I'm just texting back the missus.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What was your love life? Anything to report on? Mm, you know. I'm, uh, nah, you're just too sexy for everyone, so it's okay. I, I yeah. No, not guess. That's how we're going to say it, okay? <laughs> well, well, listen, that's,
0: that's what we're saying. Man. You already know that. Um, uh, any other... What, what other UFC you are you looking forward to? I'm I'm looking forward. I'm not looking forward to Volkanovski versus um, uh, Green Zombie. I think that is. <laughs> this is going to be boring. I yeah. really Volkanovski versus Ortega was boring, except for that. I think it was the third or fourth round that um, Ortega. I mean, I think in the it was the fourth round that Ortega was really uh, shot after. But when he almost caught uh, Vol. In that uh, triangle, that was exciting. Um, other than that, dude, I mean, that fight was really one-sided.
1: Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm also not looking forward to Jan versus Sterling because that's also on that same card. And I think that this might be the first two-title card that the UFC is putting on in a very long time that I really have no interest in because... As much as I like Volkanovski, I I don't find his fights other than his fights against Max Holloway particularly exciting. Um and I think that I think that Peter Yan is going to fucking destroy Aljamain Sterling, so I don't I don't think that that's going to be particularly a fight at all. To be honest
0: with you, um Sterling Sterling's a Long Island guy. His boys, you know so yeah. long ago. Yeah, that's great. Doesn't
1: mean that he's not gonna fucking lose. Uh, I know, I
0: know. Was, <laughs> he's been talking himself talking himself hot and I know for a fact that this dude uh I'll say it correctly, Piotr Jan, Piotr Jan.
1: Piotr Jan, yeah, I know, I love that. Going to
0: I think he's gonna just murk this I can out Algeline Sterling too, but 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 dude like I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I do. Piotr Jan is is pretty crazy. I just, I just, you know, bro.
1: I have never seen someone starched eleven times like Aljamain Sterling was when he he was o for eleven in takedown attempts against Piotr Jan the first time. How Jan the fuck is that, possible? Po-
0: boxing too,
1: bro. How the fuck is that possible? How are you? How do you? First off, how do you? That's impressive enough to attempt eleven takedowns in one fight. Second off, how did you not hit on a single one that, like, he just stuffed him every single time? And, bro, I still don't understand what was running through his head because I could, I, I could play the whole thing back in my head, the whole sequence of when he need him in the side of the head. And I'm just like, <laughs> what possessed him to do that? <laughs> like,
0: somebody in his corner, I think, kind of like mentioned i don't know i i think they said something about someone in his corner saying something like do it do do it or something whatever Wait, like so I think you just fucking kill ask, the like, guy <laughs> i think he tried con- tried to confirm with his corner can he knee? and i think that his that he thought that his corner kind of confirmed to him that it was in a legal position to knee or something so he just did it and then he kind of well, you see he kind of looks back and puts his hands up a little right like oh like, yeah oh, that was the best did. right like like, dude, you just grab the guy's head on the floor and just. And I do one million percent. This is this is what I don't like about Sterling. But I like Sterling. But this is what I don't like. No chance that I feel like he should have had to try to fight after that. I really don't think that that it's fair to make him try to finish the fight after that because yeah. you were on your knee and you did just catch a. Bro, you could catch a knee fifty percent less power than that. And, and still be shocked. Hurt. Dude, he caught a knee to the dome piece. No way you should try to have to go through the rest of the fight and be like, oh okay, whatever, like with that damage. But...
1: I, not only that, they put so
0: much he should at least have been like, yo, listen, that shit has me, you know, a moozy Like like I was not woozy before he knew me and I was planning on finishing the fight, but I'm I'm not you know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, I feel like he, like there's a way to be transparent about it. Like, listen, like I took damage from an illegal strike. I'm not gonna. I'm damaged, and I don't feel like fin- continuing the fight after that illegal strike is. It, you know, and it's
1: not only that. Like, you remember the the post dude, fight bro, interview, bro?
0: Like this, like
1: yeah, the post fight interview, bro. Like he was sitting there. Like I'm like, so why bro, are they interviewing bro, this man, dude? dude
0: why are we interviewing this man? He, he was, you know, to be honest, yeah, he took damage, but he wasn't concussed. But he shouldn't have had to fight after that damage. But the dude's in the post-fight interview, like, like, whoa, like, whoa, like, with his eyes and everything, like, come on, dude. That
1: turned out to be such a disappointing card because I think that was the uh, Adesanya Blahovitz fight that, that 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 was on.
0: Oh, where Blahovitz laid on top of him for five rounds, and Adesanya doesn't have the power at two hundred five.
1: Well, also he Those guys are fighting real
0: solid men at two hundred five.
1: Bro, he was he was fighting at his walking around weight. At
0: his yeah, at his middleweight, cutting weight. You know what I mean? The weight. Yeah, no. That the that's
1: they literally asked him before. They were like, "Are you going to add weight?" And he was like, "No, I'm fighting at this weight." And they were like, "Well, if you think about it, once Blahovitz rehydrates, he's probably fighting around 220, 225. And you're just gonna fucking fight at one. But what, what does he fight at? What 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 does he walk around at? Two hundred probably.
0: Under one ninety one ninety six, I think it was.
1: Jesus Christ! Yeah, that's terrible. You're really you're giving up like almost him. thirty pounds. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's a
0: perfect middleweight, dude. Yeah. Um.
1: I think Whittaker is gonna catch him this time.
0: I'll put two hundred dollars. He doesn't.
1: I just, I just like, I just like. What I a,
0: love Bobby, you know, Bobby Nux.
1: Bobby Knox is the man, bro.
0: One of my favorite fighters.
1: I love Bobby Knox, bro. bro.
0: This dude, Adesanya, knocked him out twice in the first fight. He's so lucky that the that the bell That's that it true. was at the horn because he he threw some combination and he wasn't even paying attention. That left hand came and just whoop, he was down. He was looking past Adesanya. Adesanya could have got him and just if there were three more seconds in the round, bing, bing, bing fight over but then he had to get up go to the corner right got his senses back and then got it knocked out <laughs> all
1: right listen listen up since we're on the subject I want to get your I guess the first two fights don't really matter on 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 that card so for 271 I want to get your opinion on the top three fights which are pretty solid by the way so the third fight on the main card is Cannoneer versus Brunson.
0: Uh, I like Derek Brunson a lot. A big Derek Brunson guy. Shout out Derek Brunson, North Carolina. Um, shout out my man, AJ Cry. I know nobody's listening but my boy, AJ Cry. He fights at a Brunson MMA in North Carolina. Heavy That's mate, pretty dope. You no, know? um, We played Mineola uh, PAL lacrosse together. And he moved down there and uh, um, his boy, uh, Derek Brunson's been on a tear. I think that dude—that dude, hes funny too. If you follow him on on social media, he's mm-hmm.
1: funny. yeah, his um, uh, TikTok is really funny.
0: Yeah. You know, Jared Kennedy—he's you know—he's—he's he, good and all. Um,
1: Kennedy, you so Brown, boring, guy. bro.
0: I just think that Scott Brunson is way too solid. To like, he's—he's he's very good defensively, and then he's like wrestling to when you know the striking get a little too much and. He's got, you know, an awkward striking style, but he, he hits and he hits hard. So, you know, I'm a, I'm being on Derek Brunson in that fight. I'll probably I'll probably throw him in my parlay.
1: Yeah, he's at a plus one fifty five right now. So
0: give me Derek so. Brunson at plus one fifty five, please. Yeah. Wow, let me. Make that's this a little dis-
1: right that's here. a little I'm
0: disrespectful here. if you ask me. right here. Um,
1: I I also was gonna go Brunson but on that. There an
0: over under on that.
1: Um. No, it just gives you the, the fight odds, right? From you I'm on the on the UFC website. That fight. I would uh,
0: definitely run some my decision. That's probably like plus 400 or something. Mm.
1: Um, the next fight on the card is a heavyweight bout between Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa.
0: This is what I really don't like. I love Tai Tuivasa. He's not eating Derek Lewis.
1: I'm 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 going to Vasa for the plus one sixty,
0: dude. I I I really really like to Vasa. I just know that he's not going to be one of these top heavyweights.
1: There's no shot that he's going to beat um, Derek Lewis, but I'm going Tytuya Vasa. Derek
0: you know what?
1: The Black Beast.
0: You know what? What? I think a Derek Lewis by knockout is a really. I think that Taito Iwasi probably would have stepped forward, probably tried to throw a couple couple of hands. There's not going to be a lot of wrestling. Yeah, whatever. Derek Lewis can take a punch. This dude is going to probably just awkwardly catch him with one of those overhands, wobble him. Because remember, if you remember, Greg Hardy wobbled to yeah. Iwasi before he walked into a right hand. But Greg Hardy's not Derek Lewis. No. So... I think uh, I think I'm going to go Derek Lewis on that one. Also, Tai Tui
1: Ivasa is not Greg Hardy's ex girlfriend. What <laughs> I said. Also, Tai Tui Vasa is not Derek um not Derek Lewis. Greg Hardy's ex girlfriend.
0: Oh, oh, Derek Hart. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I Derek Lewis. Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy's ex girlfriend. Yeah. Put her in the ring with with Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy gets plus twenty five punch power immediately. <laughs> Ninety nine speed.
1: 99 night speed, a hundred percent anger
0: <laughs> <laughs> and three years in prison.
1: Oh shit. Um Yeah, I think you're right. Um I think I think Ty Toivas is a great story, and I think that he's slowly becoming one of the like UFC's darlings. As he's like, definitely
0: ev- not going the distance in that fight. And nah, definitely-
1: everyone loves everyone loves Tai Tuivasa, but this is the black beast we're talking about here. Like Derek Lewis is, bro. Derek Lewis is legitimately like one of the most consistent fighters I think the UFC has. Like he fights at least like three times, three or four times a year. He knocks out like people like at least three times a year. Like the dude's just been a beast. Like, they
0: just fed him a. Uh... Yeah, he
1: KO'd um, fuck. I forgot who he KO'd to, to win the. Oh, um fuck. Chris What's, Dawkins. They just did yeah, not. Yeah, yeah Chris Dawkins. Yeah, the, Chris Dawkins. yeah.
0: Right? Like, this is half of Derek Lewis' off-fight. Just. Yeah, you don't give a fuck. And then once he gets in, once he wobbles you a little, it's. Bro. bro. Hooks, bro. Bro, Derek you're Lewis. Not catch, you're not catching him. Nah. He's catching you. That's the thing. Oh my God, bro!
1: Derek Derek Lewis is what the UFC thought Kimbo Slice was gonna be.
0: Dude, he would have murked Kimbo Slice if they ever tried. Who
1: would have fucked them up. Um, and then you got the uh main event: Izzy versus Bobby Knox for the middleweight title.
0: I got uh, I got Izzy. Um, I'm gonna go Izzy by decision.
1: Okay. I'm going to say Whitaker really by decision. <laughs> I
0: don't yeah. know if you're trying to make money.
1: Well, I mean, Bobby Nux is plus two twenty, so Okay. All right. Bro, if I if I hit Whitaker by decision, that's gotta be like plus one thousand, bro. That's <laughs>
0: No, I think I think Izzy Izzy probably knocks him out. Honestly, I don't. Care. Nah,
1: yeah, Izzy's probably gonna win. A but I,
0: I mean, Izzy it only took two last time. He knocked him out twice. You know and this this dude Bobby Knuckles is gonna be paid. I mean, what if they're both patient? What if it's kind of more like the Yoel Romero fight because Bobby Knuckles no. doesn't want to overextend?
1: I sure hope not. That fight I, sucks.
0: He was in that first fight, but he got knocked out twice, dude. So that
1: fight was yeah. booty butt cheeks, bro. <laughs> yeah.
0: And and you know what, Adesanya totally won it too. Because you know what? Romero was making it look like he wasn't Yeah. Uh, like 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 uh Adesanya wasn't you know, whatever. Like or like he was the aggressor. But to be honest, all he was doing was fainting, fainting Yeah. growing anything. And so he would faint, catch a leg kick, faint, 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 whatever.
1: Yeah, that was, greatest, that was the greatest That was the greatest pre fight interview ever. When when they were talking to y'all Romero and he was like, "Remember when he had the sunglasses on?" And then he took them off and he leaned forward and he licked his lips and he was talking about, yeah. You know, when he went, when he went, and then he just started talking about. I forget. He oh the dirty boxing when he was like dirty boxing and he went and he kept oh. going like this. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Wait, remember when he went when uh, Adesanya was fighting uh casa. And then uh-huh. Costa was not moving at all. He was just standing there. And then Adesanya goes, whatever, right? And he goes, uh, Romero. And, and he goes, no, no, no. Romero. <laughs> 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 Bro,
1: I've never seen... Probably the last point, and then we'll, we'll wrap up soon. But I've never seen a fight where I legitimately thought I went, oh, Izzy might be in trouble against Paulo Costa. And then, like... The bell rang, and Izzy was like, yeah, fuck Paulo Costa. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to make him my bitch.
0: Dude, that dude, Paulo Costa had nothing going for him that night. He was just leaving his leg out there like, yeah, this thing doesn't hurt. Yeah, this thing doesn't hurt. Dude, that thing was. He was he getting toasted. He checked me two kicks the whole time. I uh, can't believe we didn't talk any football.
1: I know, you know. You know what? The, you know what the, I think the problem was is when we got real off topic with the whole uh, transcendent athlete things, and then we started talking about UFC. But um, listen, hey, listen, one, listen, you're welcome to come back on and talk football before the Super Bowl. So
0: I'm, uh, I'm here, dude. We can do, uh, we can do the next Saturday maybe before the Super Bowl. Hey, there we go. A little a little,
1: so little Saturday, little Saturday sesh. How we doing?
0: We're gonna do a little Saturday session.
1: Saturday session. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, oh yeah, that actually works out. That works out really well because um, then the the card is uh,
0: right. We could maybe uh, we could get the card up, and
1: uh, we could, we could run a little companion.
0: Free and want to watch the card? Maybe we could.
1: Uh, we could run a little companion. aid though. All
0: right, the way you've been.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm gonna lick my lips like yo, Romero.
0: Little dirty
1: boxer, huh? bro, that was the greatest thing ever. I watch that sometimes, and I'm like, I've never been so hyped, but I have no idea what he's saying. Like, <laughs> I bro, like after he says the word butt when he licks his lips, I have no idea what he's saying after that. But it's just like, and he goes, Go, go. And I'm just like, I, I remember, am going to go. He
0: Did he say uh, something about gay Jesus one time or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bro, that man.
0: Right, that Joe man. Han-
1: I, you know, I heard. I, I I was watching a um, I don't remember what Joe Rogan podcast episode it was, but he had on someone, and he was talking. Oh, it was some doctor, and they were talking about genetics, and then Joe Rogan brought up like when the UFC doctor did like a gene test on Yoel Romero, and they were like, "I've never seen anyone like this before in my life. He's legitimately like a superhuman." and someone said that uh
0: they said he felt like he was made of steel uh Whitaker said that when he fought him that uh the dude felt like he was like when he just his body is just made of steel
1: yeah bro and like also the guy is like 45 years old or at least he's claims to be 45 years old in reality he's probably like 58 and he's still just like an absolute monster. bro he did like a fucking standing a standing backflip in jeans on the stage at one time. Who does that?
0: he without Asani when his leg was so beat yeah, up, he was salsa dancing.
1: Bro, like th- that dude's just different, bro. I think I, I think if there was one person that you were like get in the octagon with him for a million dollars, I think I would probably say no to Yul Romero.
0: Really, rather Francis Ngannou, Kamara Usman, or Yul Romero.
1: Um. Definitely not Usman because, I mean, I wouldn't say no to Usman. How many because, steroids is Usman on? Huh?
0: How many steroids is Usman
1: on? Listen, uh, we've discussed this before and I could go back and we could talk about it again. But oh, we're not going to talk about it today. We could talk about it another time. But all I'm saying is the man lost all of his hair and has a tremendous amount of back acne in the last year. So something's going on. There's two telltale signs. Thank but
0: you, Marty. Huh? They call him Marty Fake News.
1: I, I know Marty fake news. I hate I hate I hate and love Kobe Covington at the same time.
0: His character is ridiculous, but it's, that that kind of stuff is so funny. Marty um, Fake News.
1: I think all right, so if I had to who do you think okay, out of, out of any active UFC fighter,
0: right. who
1: do you think you could last the longest with in the octagon?
0: Male and female.
1: No, we gotta go male because you, honestly, even female, we'd probably get I our shit this ruined.
0: Roxanne Mataferry. Roxanne <laughs> <laughs> uh, I Alright, man. Um, I probably have to choose somebody from the. the Why Probably have to choose like. you to
1: say Cody Garbrand,
0: bro. I feel like John Dodson is like a ball of energy. He would just destroy me. Um. Any acting is. He becomes a schmuck. He
1: I was would, gonna say I was gonna say Askar her, Askarov, her but I realized that that dude would fuck me up, bro.
0: He would he
1: would murder you <laughs> bro and you know what's so funny i think to myself i'm like if i got, okay me at my current weight if i got into the octagon with a fly weight
0: They'd i make- would
1: have 90 pounds over him so current, like like if you round up to like a round a round number i'd i'd weigh 215 they would weigh 125 and they would still murk me, bro. It makes no sense. Like, if you think about it, imagine like, getting in a boxing ring with someone that's 90 pounds heavier than you. You get fucked up. You know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah. the fact that I can get into the ring with Kai Car France and he can knock me out within 10 seconds. Kai Car well,
0: France would murder us.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that's so funny I don't that, think like.
0: Legitimately, anybody on the roster that I could probably go more than a million and a half.
1: You can't even say like anyone on the women's side either. You could, but like no,
0: Roxanne Modafferi, I'm she's not. I'm 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 winning that fight. You're <laughs>
1: knocking her shit out.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not knocking her shit out, but she's not. She's, oh,
1: I got one for me, Jessica I.
0: Nah, she's murky.
1: Nah, I could fuck up Jessica I, bro. Yeah. She's on like a five fight losing streak. She has no <laughs> confidence.
0: <laughs> Yo, dude, let me tell you about this one last story for the pod. I have to let you know. I do have to tell this story. My friend one so I was on PlayStation with my friend and his friend joined the party, right? And we were talking whatever, UFC, this stuff, that stuff, whatever, right? He's telling me, Oh yeah, dude, I would destroy like like I would like fuck up like UFC. Like a like a women's UFC fighter, like I would destroy. Stop He's like, You don't even know he's like, You don't even know who I am like, dude, he's telling me that he would in a boxing match or in a UFC fight, he would beat Waleed Zarek.
1: No shot, absolutely no shot.
0: I'm like, dude, no. He, I'm like, he's like, yo, like you don't even know who I am, like, dude, like I'm, I'm way bigger than her. Like, if I just matter. catch her with one right hand, like it's over. I'm like,
1: you're not gonna catch, your right not right gonna right gonna
0: catch her with a right hand. I do. Thank you.
1: You're I'm not gonna just, catch her. Like,
0: he has movement and head movement and speed and whenever he's like, okay, whatever. She's little. All I have to do is. Nah, time. bro, you're
1: not catching her once. You're not catching her once. She's gonna be clean the entire fight. She's
0: gonna be clean the entire fight and piece you up something crazy. I'm like, she's gonna make you look like, like fucking, like David and Goliath. She's gonna. Ping, 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 I,
1: I had this, I had this discussion with my with my oh, past yeah. coworkers.
0: Like, yo, no, they're just they're just fighters. Like, like bro, like anybody can fight. Dude, nah. like, dude, these women, bro like these I hate the di- I, I hate the disrespect. Shevchenko is probably taking out non-fighters, non like people that, that don't fight, males most of them.
1: I was literally just about to say that I was having an argument with my past with my past coworkers. <laughs> we go, "All right, 10 million dollars, you get in the ring with either Amanda Nunes or Valentina Shevchenko." And I said, Oh, Amanda Nunez. And they were why like, why? And I was like, Bro, Valentina Shevchenko is legitimately a Russian spy when she's not fighting in the UFC. I was like, That woman could kill you more ways than Amanda Nunez can knock body, you out.
0: I'd rather get knocked out than take the body kick.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like like Shevchenko watch, she can, put
0: the pistol on the side, bro. So she,
1: she could literally kill us, like with absolutely no problem. Like granted Amanda Nunes could probably knock us out, but I don't think that she could kill us. Like, you know what I'm not saying? It, she probably could, but <laughs> she
0: could choke us out if, if there's no ration, she's choke us out. That's true. Town.
1: But I mean I mean Valentine Shevchenko could legitimately kill us whenever she wanted to. Dude,
0: can you imagine though uh taking one of those Amanda Nunia's leg kicks off? No. He's destroying us, bro. He's trying to tell me that he would be Waylee Zhang, bro. Like, dude, like Whaley Li Zhang wouldn't wouldn't have you like wondering when the fight's gonna start when you're in the hospital after the fight. <laughs>
1: Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, and that woman's a cold-blooded killer too. So why would he pick? Why would you pick Waylee egg out of everyone? Like,
0: because he uh, he was I mean, he was like arguing, like, like, oh, dude, at all any UFC women? I'm like, all right, listen, women like Roxanne Modafferi, I might give you a chance. Like, like, yo, I'm really going hard at Roxanne Modafferi tonight. But like,
1: I know, jeez, she's gonna hear this and she's gonna call you out. Listen. I'll
0: me and you spar match. I'll, I'll see you'll fuck her up. Maybe UFC gym New High park. Let me, know. Let me know.
1: Let me know, baby. I'm gonna get my boy Chris Weidman on you. <laughs> Let me know.
0: No training. I'll just go in there fight you no training. She probably not. <laughs> nah, bro. You
1: gotta. You gotta get someone. You gotta get someone that's that's sort of well known, but like you still think you could fuck up, like. Give me Misha Tate in, like, five years, and I'll kill her.
0: (laughs) I think you would absolutely starch Paige Van Zandt.
1: (laughs) Yo, Paige Van Zandt has nothing on me, bro. Forget it. (laughs) Give me, yo. Oh, I was about to say something. Okay, no, I was going to say something and then immediately regret it. I was going to say, give me Mackenzie Dern, but Mackenzie Dern would fucking kill me.
0: She might fucking kill me.
1: Nah, yeah. Yo, give me Paige Van Zandt. boxing
0: match? In a boxing match? Give me Ronda Rousey. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's Where true.
0: She didn't wrestle and put you in an armbar. I was gonna say yeah, but it's I don't like think her. she could
1: stand. She can't stand up with you, yeah. And
0: she flies punches like this, and then she was like this, and then he was like, boom,
1: "Boom, bro, just give me."
0: <laughs> and she just put her hands up like this.
1: Yo, bro, give me Paige Van Zandt or or um or Misha Tate. Uh, Ronda Rousey
0: would absolutely murder me in a box just have to say that.
1: I don't know about that.
0: Yeah, she would murder me in a box.
1: Nah, bro. Have some confidence in yourself.
0: Listen, I do have confidence in myself. I think that Ronda has even murdered
1: you. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. I don't even know why I was trying to steer you the opposite direction.
0: Come on, man. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be on the fighter side.
1: Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I thought that that was an interesting question that that they posed. They were like, "Yeah, out of all the fighters, who do you think you could beat?" I was like, first off, none of them." I was like, who can, none I, of them. "Who can? Who could I last?" Who can I last the longest with? I'd say probably someone in the flyweight division or maybe even someone like really fat. Well, what and, if like,
0: the flyweights are too fast for you? What
1: that's you what I'm saying. So I'm, so I'm thinking – More thinking, I'm like in maybe 170,
0: up. like 155. What if what –
1: um, ah, put me in the ring with Jarzinho Rosenstrike, bro, and I'll run around he's him.
0: He's destroying you. You saw me uh, did Alistair Wolverine's live. No, no,
1: no, but I'll run around him, bro. Once he touches me, I'm dead, but if I can get around him for a couple times, then then I'm good.
0: Oh, okay, so you might as well ask for, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, who did, uh, Taito Ibasu knock out? Oh, some fuck. Another, uh, um, I don't know. Are they Hawaiian or Yeah, Samoan. Samoan. Oh, it was, uh. You know him. Yeah. Yes.
1: Oh, fuck is he... oh He's um, just like a bigger uh, version. Uh, of
0: I got,
1: Augusto Sakai.
0: Augusto Sakai. He, he's like a bigger version of Tuibasa. All you have to do is just. But okay, there you go. You all go, right, all right it,
1: fine. Fine. I'll revise my statement and I'll go on the record as saying that I would last the longest in, the, in a UFC fight with Augusto Sakai.
0: <laughs> Who do you think I would last as long as it?
1: I don't know. You're pretty um you're pretty handsome. Uh <laughs> you're you're uh you're very athletic. Um got good skills from what I've heard. Uh
0: is this Garber is this Garber feeding you information? Yeah.
1: Um
0: Are are you a uh are you fast? Like, are you uh, like running speed? Yeah, probably like a four two forty. A what? Four two forty.
1: Four two forty. Yeah. What do you? Why are you not in the NFL if you're running a four two forty?
0: Don't want to be.
1: <laughs> that was such a humble, like, non-existent brand. <laughs> you know, right of,
0: said, uh, you know uh, Chris D'Elia. Yeah. He's uh, don't wanna. That's the <laughs> thing. Why don't you? Don't wanna.
1: I like when he. I like when he, he and Brian Callen I get think into he it. He
0: is so funny. Like I, I, I used to hate him when he was on Vine. Not hate him, but like only oh, some of his videos were funny, and I thought that he tried too hard. And then once he got into the podcast scene more, and like, or I saw him more at least with like Brendan Chomp. Brendan Chomp sucks, and I love that when Crystal Lee is on with Brendan Chomp because he makes Brendan Shop look like an idiot. And, Brendan um, Shop
1: is so bad, bro.
0: Yeah, bro. But uh, Chris D'elia going on with, with um, who's on with? Bill Burr, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, when he's like singing and shit, and he's like, when Bill Burr tries to interrupt him, and he's like, "Hold on."
1: I like the way that he, I like the way he treats Brian Callen. I like how they just like, like he just goes like Brian Callen will say something, and he'll be like, "Shut the fuck up," and he's like, "No one asked you, you, you old man." <laughs>
0: Dude, he he has grown on me a lot um, i
1: really oh, I do um yet, so you know what i've been watching recently um i've been oh god sorry. It's, oh,
0: oh.
1: it's twelve 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 right now and we're still still on still on this bitch recording but um a, no, i love
0: young, I, must
1: say. I love first, um first um, pod. That's First pod you're, you're really sexing it up here. Uh, I've been I've been watching a lot of um George Carlin okay. lately. And uh I don't know why. I, I just think that Carlin was hysterical in his delivery, but like the words that he used to say were like really scarily true, and they're like scarily coming like to life now with all the government stuff, and he was like the government's out to get you and they're controlling everything. So
0: then he's got <laughs>
1: And I was like, ah, this guy's insane. And now I'm like, oh, my God. And George Carlin called the future from, like, 25 years ago. Oh, fuck. Oh, man.
0: One last point I want to get in at least football-wise. We don't get anything next Saturday, but I'm um, just uh Anytime. Odell Beckham touchdown. <laughs> All right, I'm going with uh... – I'll give you what I'm saying. Uh, oh, dear God. Steve Smith. Remember that one good season that Steve
1: Smith had and then he fell off the face of the earth?
0: That one season was enough for me to
1: like. <laughs> Just like Mario Mamingham. Um, my prediction for the Super Bowl, I, I said it in the last episode with uh, Ryan. So I'll say it to you, is uh, I'm going with the Rams. And I'm going with uh, Super Bowl MVP is Von Miller because I just want to see a defensive player win Super Bowl MVP for the first time for two different teams.
0: Okay, that would be very cool.
1: Yeah.
0: Like how I just change
1: it up in here? Yeah, yeah, you're really sexing it up. But I'm going to say that – in terms of like prop bets, I'm going with uh I'm going with Red Gatorade <laughs> as the <laughs> going with Red Gatorade. I'm going with Jamar Chase anytime touchdown Joe Burrow over three hundred passing yards.
0: How do you I'd- feel about uh gate Waiter? What? Do you know uh do you know of gate Waiter?
1: What the fuck is that?
0: I'll send you it on TikTok.
1: I was gonna say what are you
0: talking about we Scott, I thought- I was asking this kid if he wanted uh there was this Fortnite Nights game called the Renegade Raider. It said, would you rather have a hundred thousand dollars in your bank account right now or uh renegade raider? What do the kid's like Renegade Weedle.
1: <laughs> you gotta send that today.
0: Very to me. Good clip. very good clip.
1: Um yeah, and then I'm gonna go with uh Um I was gonna say oh Cooper Cup two receiving touchdowns.
0: Oh wow! That would be a
1: fat paycheck I, right there.
0: I think he's just going to break the defense open. I think that they're going to spend a lot of attention on Cooper Cup. That's why I think Beckham's definitely going to get one. No matter, Bro. Jefferson is probably going to get one of those slot, um, post route deep balls.
1: A Little skinny post action.
0: Yeah, because you know, listen, as long as Eli Apple's on the field, you're you're getting receptions. <laughs>
1: Hey, he made that great play that basically
0: – Listen, and he's going to be on that field all night. Oh, uh, yeah. So, listen, as long – I don't know how the hell fucking Cincinnati man made that far. Hey,
1: it's because of Big Dick Joe.
0: Listen, have you ever seen that video of what Beckham did to um,
1: – I thought you were going to say, have you ever seen Joe Burrow's dick?
0: <laughs> uh, no, sir. Um – that Video of uh, Odell Beckham when he was going up against uh, Janoris Jenkins in training camp and he did that one handed snag. Like, uh huh, I saw that before. I think that he can do something similar to Eli Apple in the Super Bowl. Poor Eli Apple, <laughs> fuck Eli Apple.
1: Hey, 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 don't be mad at Eli Apple because of the shitty draft choices that the Giants make.
0: No, no, no! But he's also been a douche on Twitter. Have you seen his his Twitter rants? Yeah, you
1: know what? If I sucked as bad as Eli Apple did, and then I made one good play, I would, I, I would rant the same way that he does on Twitter. I'd make sure everyone knew about it.
0: Listen, as far as I'm concerned, that guy, you know, he was a waste of a draft.
1: Absolutely. So was Eric Flowers.
0: But yo, I mean, listen. I don't want to get into Giants talk now, but I really am on the edge of getting wanted to talk Giants with you. Uh, well, we got to we, we got we to gotta do that because I don't want to get into it now because uh, I think we're uh, already what two hours in.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you had you took your you took your twenty minute hiatus at the beginning of the episode.
0: Listen, I had to, to get the the Gatorade Zero, uh, Zero substitute of potatoes potatoes. You
1: know? I gotta I gotta chop it up. It, it'll probably be about an hour and thirty minutes or something like that.
0: Alright, well uh you know. You yeah, to talk to the Giants though. I think they're doing a lot of Yeah, cards. well we could do it on
1: Saturday where we talk about uh the Super Bowl and we talk about the UFC card.
0: Well uh hope the Giants sign back in the middle season. Fuck the Giants. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> all right, all right, where's all right, Penny. Where's Penny? Where's Penny? Bye Penny. Penny. She's she's right here on the bed. Did you see her just pick her head up? Yeah. You uh, want you want her to to come what a good, what a good cat! She looks so mad. <laughs> yeah, he was just sleeping.
1: well, you know what? That's tough. All right, man. Thank you for coming on, bro. Thank you for having me. Been a long time coming
0: a very long time coming and no, it's not the first one not the last
1: I mean ah. it's not the first one and <laughs> it's, it's going to be the last one <laughs> alright
0: well thank you I appreciate it
1: yeah thank you man I appreciate you alright see you later my friend
0: later, peace, peace.